Okay, so this week uh, mm-hmm. I watched a movie that I found on TikTok because there was a clip uh, from a movie with Captain America in it. Chris Evans. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so it's like this super heartfelt thing where like the uh, where Captain America has like this six, seven year old kid. And is walking to the car, mm-hmm. and the teacher, the school teacher, is like running after her, him, and is like, "Hey, hey! I just want to tell you that your daughter is so gifted. She's so smart. She can do like really complex math problems in her head." So I was like, "Oh my gosh, Ben should watch this movie." No. Um. <laughs> no, you, you gotta watch Stand and Deliver. That, that's that's the the prime mm-hmm. math movie. But anyways. Oh, and you need to watch Hidden Figures still. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Th- that I heard good things. Well, no, I watched a little bit of it. Oh, but because uh, they actually do like say some math terms in there. Yeah, I, I I did see that part. They did like it's the quadratic equation of the parabola or something. No, they actually said stuff. They they kept referencing. I think Euler's. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what they did. Um, that's how I was like parabola. Um, they they use Euler's method to solve like a differential equation or something. Yeah, yeah. Because like you know the speed of the rocket, so you you could. Suss out the position over time. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Big brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. So the teacher is like saying all this stuff, and then mm-hmm. Captain America's like, Psh, she just does the such and such, blah, blah, blah. He, he in her head. It's she, super she, easy. She does common core math. <laughs> common core. I don't even know what year this was in. But uh, so I'm like, oh my gosh, this movie seems like kind of cute. Just from that one clip, mm-hmm. it seemed like kind of cute. And uh, so I go through the comments to see like what movie this is, along with everyone else and their mom who's doing the same thing. Someone commented and goes, "This movie is called Bee Movie because the girl intentionally gets bees in class so she doesn't look too smart." Oh. <laughs> Someone yeah. said the movie is called Winter Soldier. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a good one. Captain America asking if he looks gifted. Uh, yeah, you do. <laughs> this <laughs> this movie is called I Can Do This All Day. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, that was good. Uh, this movie is called Swarm. Because of the bees. Do you remember that that clip I sent you with uh Nicholas Cage on that one movie? I think it was like Wicker Man. He's like, ah, the bees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, I don't know. When you said the bee movie, I, I thought about that. Mm. And he punched that. Just He just randomly punched uh, a lady. <laughs> just went up and just clocked her. <laughs> oh, Captain America finally got that life Tony was telling him about. <laughs> That's what someone said. Yeah, so all the comments were just mm. like saying that this is a random other movie that it's not. Um. So so what what is the movie? And then the other uh gifted. But anyways, a lot of people commented that joke, but th- all the other comments are about how why did he shake with his left hand? Why are they driving on the wrong side of the road? <laughs> Do you know why this is the case? I feel like you're going to be big uh, brain and figure that out. Um Are they like in India or in England? Okay, no, no, no. You're thinking too f- too realistic about the movie. Oh, you, you I was on TikTok. Oh, you pir- watching a you clip. Pi- you pirated the movie, so <laughs> you gotta flip it. So <laughs> yeah. It, yeah okay. And so half the half the other comments are like, "So it doesn't get copyright claimed, idiot." Yeah. <laughs> yeah the reason I guess India is because, just because um, I always think back to the 
was it R- Ramanujan? The the famous mathematician. So you a- tell me. Anyways, so he was famous in number theory, and then there's a guy in England. I think it was Littlewood. Um, Psalm. I think he just sent him some papers. Ramanujan just mm-hmm. sent him like here. Here's some stuff I found. I'm like, oh, you seem good. And mm-hmm. he and he picked him out of India to come to England to study with him. So I thought it was like something that was mirroring, mm. mirroring that. That Chris Evans was Littlewood. Mm. Movies on TikTok are often mirrored to avoid copyright infringement. T-shirts, signs, and cars look reversed. Thanks, dude. Roll the intro. <laughs> wait can you like given an old or popular enough movie can you watch enough clips to get to essentially see the movie yeah you can watch like series of tv shows oh okay and now what i realized that um there's this one show that i was like kind of watching on tiktok (laughs) I just realized I just like proved your point because I literally do that. Oh, okay. Um, but what I realized that they do to try to avoid this, but with also without removing it completely, is what you normally do is you're scrolling on your for you page. Mm-hmm. You click on a video's uh like user, the username, mm-hmm. and it takes you to their page. Mm-hmm. And then say somebody makes a story time and is like, go to part two. You have to click on their page, and then you have to scroll to find part two. Well, like a couple years ago, they realized everyone's doing that. So they made it to where when you click on their page, it goes, like, uh, keep watching, or there's a button oh, that you can oh click, and it pl- auto-scrolls you to that TikTok. It's a playlist. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, it's not a playlist. It just takes you to their TikTok page, and then there's a button you can click that scrolls you down to where you d- the video that you just watched is. Oh, that's... So then you can just click on the next one and then watch their part oh, two. Oh, okay. Th- that's a m- more complicated solution. Okay, so right. it just it just auto-scrolls you to the... Right. And then you go f- pick up from there. And oh, I okay. literally... It's such a, like, great, like, button that, like, you don't even realize you use it. But mm. now, when I try to watch these this one particular series, every time the clip comes up on my For You page, mm. I click to the profile... And it doesn't give me that button. So what I think they're doing is they're removing that button from people that are uploading clips from movies. Because you could practically watch the whole movie on TikTok. And that is a copyright issue. So do you think the the owner of the page or TikTok themselves? Like TikTok. Obviously the owner of the page wants you to keep watching. But I think that TikTok removes it. But Mm. maybe there's some other reason why they're not actually like taking them down completely. So they're just making it harder to continue to watch things. Yeah, I wonder... Because, like, one time I was, like, scrolling and scroll. I was like, wow, this is interesting. Like, it's literally... You couldn't find it. And what it does, too, is when you when you hit that button, it takes you to the one that you just watched, but it, like, turns gray to show you this is what you just watched. Oh, makes it easier to identify to go from Yeah. Mm. Like, it's so just, like, seamless. You don't even realize how, like, easy that, like, functionality is. That's how it's they frictionless. That's how they get you. Yep. So I was watching the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually watched the movie <laughs> on Tubi for free. Oh, th- that's the free one, right? The like, mm. like okay. So I watched it. It's called Gifted. Tubby. Tubby, Tubi, and uh, they kept talking about the Navier-Stokes equation. You mm. know this one? Navier-Stokes. 
Navier Stokes. I think it's French. I don't know. Um, yeah. Tell me about it. it it's one of those um, famous ones. It's, I think, one of seven millennium problems. So that's the one where if you solve it, you'll get a million dollars. Oh. Um, one of them got solved. I think the point Poincurier conjecture. Mm. Um, but, yeah, this one is in applied math. It's um, all related to fluid dynamics. Mm. So so they, they use the equation enough to be able to model like how you know water will move in a container but i i can't since that that wasn't my area of discipline i can't remember exactly where um the issue was with the equations but i think it's something where it's a like a lot of systems are chaotic where if you change the the inputs a little bit then you get a whole completely different set of or a whole different dynamic so it might mm-hmm. be something related to that but um that equation is essentially used everywhere because it's good enough, like to model airplanes and shit. Like th- they they just use it enough to um model airplanes. Yeah. So you're when you're flying in an airplane, it it's modeled with some equation that's good enough. Yeah. So th- there is a small possibility where you just f- fall out of the sky. Okay. Okay. Because I mean, tell me how this works. Because we don't know the equation solved. We just say yeah, close enough. Okay. Tell me how this works, because I don't mm-hmm. ex- explain this to us. So there's an equation out there that mm-hmm. someone just pulled out of their butt. <laughs> Pretty much. And they're like, somebody else prove it. Like, I don't get, how did you come up with something that, so is somebody else proving it? Or is somebody else, like, what do you get a million dollars for doing? Yeah, there is a specific statement. Like, each one of these seven problems have a very specific statement on what you need to prove. It's not like, okay. oh, the, the formula works. out. So like, it's very mathematically uh, sound. Like, you need to prove, um, I think, uniqueness. I think that's the that's the one where... You need to prove uniqueness for this one? Yeah, because these are different. Or it depends for each one. Yeah, it depends on each one. Um, these are differential equations. I think partial... Uh, yeah, they're partial differential equations. That was equations. like the hardest freaking class ever. I d- I'm pretty sure I dropped it. Yeah. So <laughs> it so it, it's <laughs> it's basically looking at how things change over time. And so because of that, if you remember as other things are affecting it, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's how it's changing over time and also the other parameters affect themselves. Mm. Um the the issues with those is when you have a solution, you don't know if that's the unique solution. Oh. Do you remember that where you had the plus C at the end of all the equations or you have to put in initial oh. values? And so I think that's, oh. the, that's the problem is um, make sure that this equation will give you a unique solution out of it. Huh. And if it doesn't, then whatever you're trying to model may not actually be the true solution. But okay, I mean, we I think millions of people have modeled those equations enough to be like safe that they're good enough for, for you know human consumption okay like when i have planes just flying out of the sky or, or just dropping out of the sky mm. but um yeah so the just just to get my 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 point in there um one of the other famous ones is the riemann hypothesis so that's more number theory oh and then they have um shoot i can't remember what the other one was there's another number theory one isn't there a riemann what's the one that is in uh, is it in linear algebra Riemann sums? Yeah, Riemann sums. It's the same guy, but not the same. Oh, okay, um, it's a separate thing. Yeah, it's the guy like. Oh, he did a couple things. He's like he's like a bootleg Euler. Oh, bootleg Euler. That's yeah. kind of mean. I mean, Euler did so. Okay, math burn. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
Like, yeah, Euler did so many things that, like, being a partial bootleg, that means you still did a, a whole crap ton of stuff. And okay. y- you know, y- yeah. you hear the thing, right? Uh-huh. Where um, usually things are named after the second person that found it because Euler was usually the first one. So you can't have too many Euler. Oh, that's interesting. Because, I mean, just right now we talk about Euler's method. Yeah. There's Euler's identity. There's oh. the Euler Mascheroni constant. Like, there, there's so many things that he's done. Also, so. he was just first to the first to the punch. Mm-hmm. All right, let, let me see. So I'm looking up these. Are you kind of jealous of Euler? Mm, not really, because he lived during, like, Europe, uh, not European, uh, Greek, ancient Greek times. So I think, no. No, he, he lived during, like, the 1700s or 1800s. Oh, I think I'm related to him. Like if you literally tra- or like in your in your math lineage in my math lineage oh isn't everybody no like it's like being like oh I'm under the genealogy of freaking Adam and Eve well yeah I guess so is everybody else okay so here's some <laughs> of the more interesting ones so there's the Riemann hypothesis which um, famous problem uh, unsolved if somebody solves it that actually would break a lot of things. Like, oh, like it a would lot of break a lot of things. Mm-hmm, like a lot of encryption stuff is dependent on how um, primes are hard to factor. Oh, so somebody could like break into a lot of things. Yeah, with, oh. but um, honestly, quantum computing is more of a issue than than this. Um, there's so many theorems that say suppose that the Riemann hypothesis is true, then and then they'll prove it. So oh. the, the thing is not even true. It's dependent on that. So once oh. that's true, then a lot of things get proven out. Oh, I see. Um, so there's that one. There's P versus MP, which I don't know. You, you've taken a couple of computer science classes. Uh-huh. That's um, I barely remember that. Polynomial time versus non-polynomial time. Uh-huh. So I think it's um, – I don't remember because I'm not a computer scientist, but it's how – if you can make every algorithm into polynomial time, I think. Something okay. like that. I don't know what that means. But basically, you just have it reduce the, you know how. The runtime. The runtime. Okay. Uh, the Navier-Stokes, which. Um, okay, th- I don't care about all these other ones. Oh. Okay, here, listen, listen here. Okay, so I'm watching this movie, and mm-hmm. I'm like, is this accurate? Because what happens is Captain America is raising his sister's kid, okay? Okay, so his niece. Yeah, he's raising his niece. So Captain America and his niece are having this cute relationship. He's such a good, like, father figure for this girl. Are you paying attention? Yes. <laughs> father figure to this girl. Yeah, it's very, mm-hmm. very cute relationship, mm-hmm. right? She has, like, a cat that he doesn't like, but, like, he likes it because she likes it, right? It, but he's got a little bit of a drinking problem and stuff like that. Dang, Captain America's a drunk. And then she goes to school. She's way smarter than all the mm-hmm. other kids. Wants to stay home and be homeschooled, but he's like, no, you're going to get, like... A social education, right? Oh, yeah. you need to yeah, be you're socialized. You're not going to get homeschooled. Screw that. <laughs> no. That's not nice to homeschoolers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, basically, all this happens. She's really smart. The school is even trying to get her t- a full-ride scholarship to, like, a rich, super smart school. And he's like, no, she's going to freaking public school. I want her to be socialized. Then the grandma comes in, right? So, okay. the mom of Captain America and the daughter that died. Mm-hmm. The daughter that died died of unaliving herself okay oh, okay we, yeah we, we can't say it because tiktok or something i don't know yeah mm-hmm. you can't say that because that's triggering um so one thing leads to another basically the kid gets taken away because the mom takes uh the grandma mom, takes the grandma. him to yeah. ho- court okay for being a drunk 
for like a bunch of th- yeah. I think he like got thrown in in jail at one point. Oh. Or no, he beat someone up at one point. Oh okay. Like way before having her or something. I don't remember. Anyways, it was really stupid. She got put in a foster home. Mm-hmm. And then he went to go visit her, and she was all like, I don't want to see him because he promised me that he wouldn't let me end up in a foster home. Ooh, failed her. So, very sad, very emotional movie, mm-hmm. right? But then um, he realizes, you know what, you know, at the climax of the movie that he needs to go end up with her. So, along this process, you find out that the mother that unalived herself mm-hmm. was a math prodigy. From a very, very young age, she was extremely okay. smart and very much pushed by her mother. Even in court, they were trying to make her sound like a bad mother so that she wouldn't get the daughter. And that's why neither oh, of them okay. ended up getting the kid and it went to foster she went yeah, to foster care. I guess that makes sense. Because she like sent her daughter to MIT like super duper early mm-hmm. and like as soon as she was twenty one she had a PhD in math. Damn. And she um or twenty two and she, her life's goal was to get the Navier Stokes uh, equation. Navier Stokes. Navier Stokes equation. Solve it, prove it, whatever it yeah. is. And so they were referencing it the whole movie. And the mom was like, you know, maybe she would still be here if blah, blah, blah. If she listened mm-hmm. to me more, she would still be here. And she would have solved that equation. She would have <laughs> been like in the books. She would have been in history. It's, instead of being alive, you should be alive to solve the problem. Yeah. Okay. It was really rude. So then at the climax of the movie when he's like, okay, I need to get my niece back, mm-hmm. he goes to this, um, like, storage facility or whatever mm-hmm. and pulls out this box, brings the box to the grandma who's tutoring the freaking niece mm-hmm. and trying to push her the same way she pushed her daughter over the edge. And um, she's only six at this point. She's trying to make her math prodigy already. So you, you got you to gotta get, well, like, this week's only fractions, so you got you to gotta hurry up. Oh, she was, like, doing differential equations, oh, and she okay. was partial differential equations. Hard. Yeah, when she was literally six. I mean, it was, you know, math that didn't actually make sense. But, yeah, you know, yeah, they yeah. were using the symbols that I think is in partial differential equations. And um, so he, he brings the box to her, opens it up, and is like, this is the proof to the Navier-Stokes equation. And so he's like, let me have my niece back, mm-hmm. and you can have this. Otherwise, it comes with me. And she's like, oh, what? Like, why would you do this? She didn't solve that. Like, she killed herself before she solved it. Mm-hmm. And he's all like, uh, no, he, she actually, before she did it, told me, like, I solved it. Now what? What is there to live for? Solve the next one. And she was like, I want you to have this, and I want you to publish it, but publish it after mom dies. Damn. Heartless. Well. They're both hard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So he gave her this and was like, let me have my kid and you'll spend the next two years um, defending this Mm -hmm. and you can have your name on it and everything. You'd co-author it. Mm -hmm. Um, But like you'll be too busy to raise my niece. So I'll take my niece. You can have this. And then, you know, she takes takes him up on it. He gets to have the niece. Happy ending. But what does he mean by, what do you mean defending, like defending it? And why does she get her name on it? How would that well, work IRL? Well, okay. The the fact that she could add her name, that that's kind of bullshit. But maybe, like, who like if she died, who's going to prove that she didn't have contributions to it? Like, like the, only per- right. the only person that would know th- that has contribution is not there anymore. So she could claim whatever she wants. Um, 
with these. She could claim that it's her own. Mm-hmm. Would she be able to claim that she did it, though? The daughter did it? Well, see, you could claim whatever you want, obviously. Okay. Whatever you present th- as the okay. date, the the paper. But if if it's just some random Joe Blow that proved it, then it, it's likely to... um. To get some, you know, people be skeptical of, of the proof. So, um, I don't know. I, I think, I think that what was the first thing that'll be kind of iffy. But with but what is she doing defending it? Yeah, and, with he, and she literally like lost her niece. Like he walked out with the niece, and she immediately picks up the <laughs> phone and calls MIT. Yeah, like not even waiting one second. As soon as the door closes, she picks up the phone, calls NI- MIT, <laughs> and like someone answers, and she's like crying a little mm. bit, but she's like choking her way through mm. it. Like I, I don't even know how. Like oh, I, I'll just I just have the number to MIT on speed dial. <laughs> yeah, she did, and and it's like okay, what do you say? I proved it. I don't. I don't know. You just be like, got it. Like, like, how do you? Yeah. How well, do you do that with with math in particular? I I think you they they have a free preprint thing, so you could like like post it like free of charge. Mm-hmm. So you just do that, and that's like your and it's got the timestamp on it, so you can prove that like you were the first. Yeah, that, that's so no one can copy you. Yeah, and that's a one way to be able to like lay your your claim down that okay. you're the first one to prove it, but. Um, with these types of theorems, the proofs do take a while because somebody actually has to go through it and like double check the proof. So the most famous. But why would she be defending it? Well, the, that's the issue now. She might. This is where she her life could suck because if somebody finds a hole in it and you're like you have to fix it, then that's how she's gonna defend it. She has to. You know, fix it, fix the hole, or prove what she wrote is enough to to justify uh-huh. that leap in logic. Right. If she can't, then the proof is worthless, and she just lost her niece for nothing. Exactly. Her daughter, granddaughter. Yeah. So, um, that's what happened with the most famous one, the Fermat's last theorem. It was proved in ninety early nineties. They took a couple years to check everything, and there was a hole in it. And so, and he had passed away at that point. No, the guy is still alive. Oh, well, well Fermat passed away, but the guy that solved the theorem um, was still. Then why alive. is it called Fermat's last theorem? I don't know. I think that was just the last one that needed to be proven. From Can you explain that meme to me? What? Fermat's last theorem. I mean, it's just a hard problem that nobody was able to solve for two hundred years. Oh. Um. Yeah. So there's Fermat's little theorem. It's, it's mm. pretty small, but. Um. Yeah, th- some guy proved it. Not, uh, Andrew Wiles proved it in the early 90s. They, they were checking it for a couple of years. They found a hole. He and his grad student um, were able to figure it out and patch the hole, mm-hmm. and everybody accepted it as a proof. So that that's going to follow a similar trajectory for um, the, the lady. So they just show it to probably a bunch of... People in that field. People in that field. And across different schools, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then see if anyone could find any holes in the logic yeah exactly and then she figures out how to publish it yeah in lo- if, if the if her daughter was good enough and there's no holes and she just pretty much says she just gives it to them and check it and then they'll check it and then like and that's it she gets credit for it and she's done hmm. interesting mm-hmm. and then who gets a million dollars she would well, mm. I don't know. They'll, they'll split it. Screw that mom. Yeah, they'll split it. Maybe I don't. She should don't be giving know. that money to her daughter. The her daughter's daughter. Yeah, th- there's that. But also too, the, the there's one guy that proved one of those problems, 
like I said before, the point Correa uh, conjecture. He he actually rejected the money. Oh really? Yeah, he he was. Uh, he didn't like take it and donate it to a math school or something. No, he he just said I don't I don't want it. Um, what? And it's a million for all of them. It's a million. Mm-hmm. Mm. And does uh, it adjust with inflation? Inflation. Inflation. Um, he no. And I think too he was very introverted, and I think he just went off to like some nowhere, like nowhere Russia. He's huh. he's like ah screw you guys I'm gonna be by myself like I didn't like I didn't I don't think he liked the publicity that was attached to it. Oh you though you wouldn't like that. I mean I'll take the million dollars <laughs> and, and then take off, but I mean now that I think about it, like if I would solve it would I have to reject it just off of tradition? Oh. That's a, true. Because the first guy I feel did. like the second person would actually make be the the deciding factor. Yeah, mm-hmm. if the second person rejects it, then it'd be like really weird if the third person rejects it. But or doesn't reject it. I don't know. I feel like we we've talked about this before. But I- if you solve it, you could get hired by any institution in the world. Yeah, probably. And you'll, and you'll get a decent salary. And you'll get tenured. Tenured, yeah. Oh, maybe that's that's where we talked about it. <laughs> because yeah, you, you could go to like to MIT or Yale or or in you know Stanford and just just chill there and and be done. Not be done, but you know. So if you solved one of those problems, what school would you pick? Mm, I don't know. Probably, I'd probably pick a school that's more scenic than than high high class. Like so, I wouldn't pick like Harvard, Yale. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to spend winters there. Stanford. Stanford, that's a good pick. Um like maybe like UC USC, UCLA. Mm. I don't I don't know. There's not good premier schools in a good spot. Like cuz yeah, cuz yeah. all the good schools are either on the east coast which I just don't want to live. Even Florida? No. Mm. Hurricanes, man. Oh, true. And then on the west side, they're just in big cities, you know. Seattle, like, San Francisco. You like a little smaller city? Yeah. Just want to be in the middle of nowhere. <sighs> okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I was curious how that would how that would work if that was real. Also, like in movies, you know, sometimes they like make up something. Like I'm surprised that it was an actual thing. Yeah, well, I'm I'm sure it's gonna be kind of weird when it's solved one day. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um well it's one of those where it, that and the Rewind hypothesis are the ones that kind of transcend to like pop pop uh math. Oh. Or like if you have even a pop math. Yeah, even if you have a, like pop science, like if you have any tangential knowledge of math, those are the first two you're gonna hear. Oh, I see, I see. Like versus like for me as a number theorist, like the Birch and Swinnerton Dyer conjecture, like I've heard of that, but that's more mm. more in. Can you say it without looking? Birch and Swinnerton Dyer conjecture. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I think I'm actually related to to one of the guys too, like in my little academic in tree. your math tree. Okay. Yeah. So that, yeah, that one's off of elliptic curves. So that that one's more my thing. Where um, where it, I'm, no, I know that one because I'm in the field versus the other two. You could just know it by knowing it. Do you think you'd have a chance at figuring it out? The Riemann hy- hypothesis? No, I no I, that one that's in your field. Um, wait, is the Riemann hypothesis one of the seven? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So th- that one in your field, would you be able to do? Um, problem. No, I, I just. Say, oh, probably, but no. Um, that's a. That's not even my t- exact discipline. Mm. But um, there's it's just the closest one to the your closest discipline. one. Yeah, and and that one. So you, like, I want to even study up on that 
on elliptic curves and you know varieties and all that just to even know like what the the statement really means because mm. i mean you could read the statement understand it but not get the totality of like what like like how hard the that would be <laughs> yeah so unlikely I, i'd say would in what world would you start working on that one like what would need to change in your life oh. for you to commit to oh that, to one? On that one yeah or what is it just not interesting to you it, it's kind of interesting but that one i would i would have to have a lot of time like because like it, it's just you would just have to relearn a new not relearn but you know learn a new subject so you need to put a lot of time and dedication and and if you won the lottery but it wasn't enough you were like 1 million dollars short and you knew like <laughs> if you had one more million dollars to your lottery when you would be set for life would you yeah i probably the next 10 yeah, years to it yeah i'd probably do that then how many years do you think it would take you obviously you don't know but yeah jeez like i don't i don't even know like probably maybe 10 15 20 years because mm. yeah the, the guy that saw the, uh from oz last year i think he worked on it for like 10 years alone mm. because it was uh, seen as a joke was he a tenured like was he yeah i think he was okay so he had time yeah so that that's when it when it comes in where you're like oh i'm just gonna spend 10 years solving one problem mm-hmm. and like how many like how many jobs you, like actual jobs you say give me 10 years and i will solve the hardest problem that people really know about Nobody's mm-hmm. gonna pay you to do that for ten years. Why was it seen as a joke? Because it's so many people tried it and it was so hard mm. that you know it's like I'm trying to think of like a, a good analogy, but uh, you know it, it was just so people thought it was so impossible that if you worked on it like mm. like you, they like like it was probably something he didn't tell people he was working on because no. they just laugh at him. Yeah, no, he worked on it alone. And like like that's the whole series. Like worked it on alone in his basement, and mm. he and he solved it. Mm. Um, yeah, and they always they always uh, what is it romanticize it? It's like oh, he, as a little kid, he always wanted to solve it, solve the problem, oh. and he worked on it alone in his basement or attic or whatever. And mm. and you know, fifteen years later, he was able to solve it. Interesting. But um, how old was he? I don't know, probably forties, fifties. Like, like he was up there, but. But the was the he thing, a doctor. Yeah, he was a professor. Oh, okay. Like professor in shoot, I don't I don't remember, but uh, yeah, he was a professor. So you know that's why he, he was tenured, so he could take his time oh, okay. doing it. But by that time, a lot of work has been done, so that it seemed actually reasonable. Mm-hmm. Like like before he, like in the seventies, like it was seen as a joke. But then more people kept making little more efforts into it, and it just kind of kept closing the gap of actually solving it. Mm. So by the time he solved it, he's like, if you just prove this one thing, then everything comes. Oh, I see. Versus like, you don't even know where to start kind of situation. I see. So he had some, not that he had help, but it kind of, there was a head start. Yeah, he had, yeah, he didn't like solve the problem. Like they, he looked at the statement and just started writing it. Right. He, he looked at other people's work and I then it, you. then it like they found a specific example to look at. I think the fry curve and then prove something off of that and mm-hmm. then just prove that all all elliptic curves are modular then you'll get it and stuff like that but but okay so you know like people like this Mm -hmm. like you said they they like romanticize it like oh he was a young child and Mm -hmm. he always dreamed of this and like you hear stories like that of somebody that committed their life to something and then finally achieved the goal that they've like been thinking about since Mm -hmm. they were like freaking five years old like 
think about all of the other children that had that and didn't solve that goal yeah. and passed away. Like, and how much worse of a story that is, but how close they probably were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I was a little surprised with the lady just kind of, was it, unalived herself? Mm-hmm. Be- because, like, you get the satisfaction of solving it. But at age 22, would you feel that way? Yeah, because th- that's when it's like, <laughs> I don't know, in my head, I'll be like, all right, let's start stacking these problems. Like, well, let's, yeah, let's tackle. Because if, if I solved that problem, I would probably be tenured somewhere. And it's like, okay, like, like. I don't know. I don't yeah. know if I, I look at one of the seven ones and be like, "Oh, I'm gonna tackle this one." But mm-hmm. like, what's the next hard problem I could tackle? And then mm-hmm. just kind of go from there, because yeah. more importantly, it's not just solving the problem; it's the new tools that come out of it. Right. So yeah. What doors does this open now? Exactly. So when the the guy solved uh, for Miles last year, I mean, it opened so many doors, and, right. and we're still kind of continuing that that part. And then the whole culmination of it is the Langlands program where it, like somebody just kind of try to generalize the whole concept behind it. So oh, it's like I don't know what that means. Just just a program. Well, I think the point that they were trying to make with her, obviously this wasn't mm. based on a true story, but like Or is it? <laughs> or is it? Uh but like I think the point was like the grandma or the mom of her like had pushed her so much to do this and so that was her only like purpose in life it she didn't care about the doors that it was opening because she didn't actually care about the problem either yeah that's true like she like in court when they were like trying to get like make her look like a really bad mom like they were like did she ever show interest in in sports or boys or this or that and did you let her like you know pursue those things and you know she didn't at all and every time she tried to, like, she would get shut down by the mom, and the mom would just, like, ruin her life and just be like, no, you have so much potential. You're so smart. Like, it would be wrong of you to, like, withhold the world from your brain. And, like... Yeah, this is where, where I have, a, a, I want to say a hot take, but it's a, it's a warm take. <laughs> um, I'm very much against parents that push their kids in one thing, like yeah. sports and stuff, because it, it seems, I don't know, th- there's people that succeed in a specific discipline but like stuff like sports it's like it's been shown that like athletes or the kids do better when they when they're generalized to other sports because you get Mm -hmm. certain skills like like soccer you know helps you with your balance or Mm -hmm. you know it's like so if you go and do other sports or other activities that makes you more well-rounded in a person that could actually help you be better at the specific thing yeah you know because especially with these hard problems you need to know other different types of math right to be able to potentially piece together because we're yeah is she is she able to connect all the dots if she only knows like the mom was trying to make her do that that specific problem from a super young age so did she like would that really ever be possible yeah if you started so young and you didn't become a well-rounded yeah, that's like mathematician. Very unlikely, be- because that's where math is is kind of approaching. You need to know so many different other subjects because mm-hmm. you're you're weaving through them, like you're using ideas from, you know, you know, a uh, number theory to solve a problem in analysis, or use something in geometry to help you with something else here. Yeah. So you, you need to like, it's kind of like how, just knowledge in general is like before you could be a specialist on a certain thing. Mm-hmm. And and be really wealthy and successful. Mm-hmm. Now you have to be knowledgeable in a lot of different things and know how to like transfer your skills from one to the other. Like yeah. data science is a prime example. Mm. You have to know programming and math. 
True. And, you know, some storytelling because of how to explain the data and all that. So, yeah, I don't know. Lo- my, my point is. And how to visualize the data. Like, you have to have an eye for that. Exactly. So, my point is, parents, for any parents. <laughs> parents, though. <laughs> listening to, to the podcast, please uh, have your students. Or, have not your students. <laughs> um, I'm going to teacher mode. Um, have your children be well-rounded. Yeah. Have them go outside. Yeah. Scrape their knee. Yeah. She wouldn't let her her kid in the movie. She wouldn't let her kid do sports or anything. Go outside at all. Yeah, that sucks. I mean, I don't know if it was that extreme, but they made it seem like that. She's in a bubble. You can't go outside. You got to be in your bubble with your book. Yeah. Are you got anything else? Nope, that's pretty much it. All right. Thanks for telling me about math. 